Welcome to the Normalizing Millions podcast. I'm a mama of two little girls, owner of a seven-figure and growing coaching company, and I'm your host, Taylor Lee. My mission is to normalize women making millions from work that feels absolutely effortless. Your work changes lives, and with my help getting it into the hands of more people, your life can radically change too. Just don't blink, because with the right tools and advice, all of which me and my incredible guests will share with you in each and every episode, it can change fast. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast. We have taken a five-week break, I think, depending on when my team can get this episode out, which is crazy. The only time I, other time that I have not recorded an episode for the podcast was, I don't remember when, and we took one week off and we sent out like a replay episode. Um, and we are basically officially at the four year mark of the podcast. So that's crazy. Anyway, what I want to talk with you guys about today is motherhood and business. My favorite thing to talk about. So if you're not a mom, you can still get a lot of Um, value from this episode because these lessons very much so relate to business and are important even if you're not a mom. But if you are a mom, I think you're going to feel me and I think you're going to really enjoy this. And if you are pregnant right now, or if you want to become a mom and it's kind of nerve wracking because you also have your business, I feel you. I remember those feelings. And I think that this is really going to show you just how possible it really is. So let's dive in. I mean, I remember like the insane baby fever that I had and really, 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 really wanting to have a baby so bad. And I know some people experience that and some people don't, but I definitely did. And my first was very much so planned, (laughs) but, um, I still, despite that, like knowing that I wanted to, and knowing that it was the right move and, and like, it just there was, there was no question about it, still being so nervous about what it meant for my business. And literally, even though it's been the hardest thing, and even though I've spent many days wondering, how am I supposed to do this? How am I going to keep doing this? How is this even possible? And it's been really, really hard if I'm being honest with you guys. It's truly been the best thing for my life and for my business was having kids because they have not decreased my capacity. They have opened my capacity. They have gifted me the most powerful lessons. They have gifted me the most powerful awareness. And um, I think with each baby, I just get more savvy. (laughs) And I allow in more ease and I allow in more flow. And um, I figure it out a little bit more. So here are the lessons that have come through on my journey of having two girls, two and under. So I had my first in February of 2020. And I had my second in January of 2022. So now I have a one-year-old and my oldest will be three, like in a couple weeks. So crazy. 
Um, so here's the lessons. Before she turns three, I wanted to record this. I wanted to like get out of my brain the lessons at two, two and under. So the first one relates to birth, but it also relates to business, but it also relates to life. And it's around pain and it's around what we can handle. And really what I learned with both of my births, which were completely different, one was an emergency C-section, one was a completely natural, no intervention home birth, is that I can handle anything, that I don't need to fear pain or discomfort. And that pain doesn't actually mean that something is wrong. This one feels obvious and it feels a little cliche, but I feel like this is such a powerful lesson from having kids is that in birth, you experience these intense contractions. You also may experience emotional pain from your birth plan, not going the way you want it to, or the fear that that happens when you're told that you have to go have a C-section right now. And on the other side of it, you have this perfect gift, this perfect, beautiful baby, and nothing was ever actually wrong. And it was all just a part of the process. And this has served me so much because it used to feel like anytime something would slightly go wrong in my business, I could not handle it. It was like, why is this happening? I tried so hard. I put so much into this. Like, if I remember having these breakdowns of the over the littlest things, someone calling out a typo, someone leaving a mean comment, a client like asking to like leave the program earlier, someone like someone's payment bouncing, like would send me into these spirals of just feeling like nothing I ever did was good enough. It was never going to be easy. It was never going to work out. Like it just, it felt like anytime something even slightly went wrong, sending out the wrong link in your email, like these things would send me over the edge, you guys. I just saw them as a huge problem, that I wasn't doing something right, that I wasn't manifesting good enough, that I wasn't, I, I, I always would tell myself, like I always drop the ball. And same thing in life. It's like little, little issues. Do you hear the screaming? Little issues that can come up in your relationship or with friendships or with family, like just feeling like such a big deal and like the end of the world and like, nothing is going right. Now just don't feel that way anymore. It just feels like a part of life. It just feels like a part of business. It just feels like a part of pregnancy. It just feels like a part of the, the birthing process. Um, and that nothing is actually wrong. And that pain is not actually bad. Things not going completely how you planned is not actually bad. Like these things that are so uncomfortable and that can be scary and that can be painful and that can be sad often lead to even better than what you ever wanted. And that's been one really, really powerful lesson for me that's honestly changed my entire life. The second lesson is that I can hold space for a lot. And I remember with my first and my second, if I'm being honest, those first couple months, the newborn phase for me is really the hardest. Like I will take toddlerhood over newborn. Any, I mean, newborn is so precious. Don't get me wrong. And I will take that <laughs> any day as well. But for me, like toddler is so much easier than newborn. Newborn is very challenging for me. And I think it's just like the sleep deprivation, the breastfeeding, that's just the journey I've taken, the healing from birth, 
the getting used to being a mom or a mom of two or a mom of however many and the hormones, <laughs> definitely the hormones. It's just a lot. And I had many moments feeling like there's no way I can do this. I have no clue how I can do this. And, and honestly, getting back to work the first time was so hard. And I had so many breakdowns and I had so many moments of like, there's no way I can do this, which by the way, is crazy to say, because that was also a part of my first seven figure year where those breakdowns and those moments of like, there's no way I can do this. But what I realized that went a lot better the second time, even though I had, especially in the newborn phase, my fair share of, of those late night moments. Um, but getting back into work with my second was so much easier. And there's some tangible reasons why, but it was so much easier because I had a different mindset. Instead of feeling like there's no way I can do this, it felt like I am doing this. Like I'm literally doing it right now. Like not only can I hold space for a lot, I do hold space for a lot. I am holding space for a lot. And people always ask like, how do you do it all? How do you get it all done? I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it all done. I don't do it all. I took five weeks off my podcast. I took a break. There's plenty. There's more days often than not that I don't post. Like I don't do it all. I don't get everything done every day. <laughs> I don't know if I ever get it all done in a day <laughs> and I definitely am not doing it all on my own, but I have so far less of those. There's no way I can do this moments because I've just realized that every time I felt like that, when I look back on those moments where I'm like, there's no way I can do this. I was quite literally doing it. As I said that it was never, the, the truth was never that I couldn't do it or that there was a possibility that I couldn't do it. The truth was always, you are doing it and you're doing an amazing job and it is a lot and you're handling it well. Like it's okay to cry. It's okay to have a breakdown. It's okay to have a moment. It's okay if it feels heavy. It's okay if it feels hard. And this has served me in a lot of other times in my life where, you know, having kids has not been the only thing on my plate the last few years. There's been a lot of other things that have happened with family and in my relationship and in my life that have had to be navigated where this has really served me. Third lesson, mamas, listen up, ask for help. With my first, I struggled so much to ask for help from my partner. I felt so much guilt when it came to having childcare. And with my second, I did such a better job. Not perfect. <laughs> that would be something I would do better the next time. But I got a lot better at asking for help. There were so many times where I would be so annoyed at my husband for not like doing certain things or helping in certain ways, but I never asked, you know? And even when he would offer, I would say no and then be mad that he wasn't. <laughs> Can we blame the hormones? Can we blame the mom guilt? Um, that's just the truth. I really struggled asking for help. I also had a lot smaller team back then. I just like felt a lot of shame hiring team. I felt a lot of shame hiring childcare. I didn't get, I didn't get help um, childcare until Ruby was five months old. And to each their own, you know, whatever you choose, whatever kind of help you have with your, your children. But I didn't have family nearby. I didn't have anybody who would, 
watch her for even an hour or two. I just, I didn't have any help. Um, and I learned how to ask for it. And I learned that having support, having childcare is not bad and that you can find your perfect flow with childcare and for everyone that will look different. And so with Lucy, it was just a whole different ball game. We had a nanny from the beginning. We had help from the beginning. I was better at asking for help. I was better at accepting help. Even if it was something that I didn't really think I wanted help with, I kind of just have the mindset of like, if someone offers, I'm going to take it. Like I am so much better at receiving support now. Like if you offer to do something for me, I'm probably going to tell you yes. And I'm going to be so grateful and I'm going to be so happy and I'm going to take advantage of it because the help is not always there every second of the day. You might as well utilize it while it is. And there isn't someone who can do everything for you. I mean, probably, but you might as well allow the support that that is possible. That is there. That's just been a huge, huge lesson for me. And same thing in my business. Like we all hear, and I know not everyone may be at the point where it's time to outsource everything or even anything, but there was a point where when I would hear people teach about outsourcing and they talk about how, like, you really should just outsource everything that can be done. Like if it can be done by someone else, it should be done by someone else. I was so like anti that and resist in resistance to that. Now, like I will outsource anything. <laughs> if you can do it, I mean, I've even outsourced coaching. Obviously my clients will know um, what is outsourced, but in my mastermind, we have support coaches and it's been a game changer. And I feel like it's not replacing my coaching. It's just adding to it. And so there's not that need for me to over-deliver. It's like, I have these extra coaches who over-deliver on my behalf. And then when I deliver my portion, it just feels so good because I'm not tired. I'm not burnt out. I'm not exhausted. I'm so like thrilled to be on those calls because I have the support. I have people that help me with content. I have people that help me with literally everything, <laughs> everything. Um, the fourth lesson is that motherhood can come first. I really struggled with this with my first. There's a lot of things I struggled with with my first that I did a lot better job with my second. Um, as I'm sure is very normal, but I remember being like, you know, when your baby wakes up from their nap after 10 minutes, it's like, you just got situated, ready to get that post out. Or you're like, you have the, you have the, um, dishwasher loaded and you didn't get a chance to put the soap in or like something's like halfway done or you just got settled in to start it and your baby wakes up from the nap or you have them finally on this perfect schedule and it's going so well and you're ready to have this super productive day and you're finally starting to feel like yourself again and then they're teething. It's thing it's like I have built so much trust that I'm able to be there for my babies when they need me and that it doesn't have to take away from things. You know, last night we were up from 1 a.m. onward. I did sleep. I slept holding her and rocking her, but, um, Lucy only wanted to just be rocked. That was it. Um, and so that's what I did. And then I took a nap and that's one of my next lessons is take the nap. I truly think with Ruby, my first, I took like one or two naps ever. <laughs> like I, my husband would offer, do you want a nap? I've got her like, you're good. No, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. Like I was so bad at being supported, taking care of myself, at filling my own cup. I had so much mom guilt. Now I've taken 
I take like a few naps a week <laughs> still. Uh, and there's been gaps in there when I haven't needed it where I don't take many naps at all or any for a long time. But if I'm tired, I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to find someone who can help me with the kids. I'm going to put my work to the side. I'm going to outsource as much as I can. And I'm going to take a nap because especially having kids back to back, like I just realized that I'm doing the impossible. I'm doing the unrealistic. And so it's very, 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 it's crucial that I take good care of myself. Like what my body's been through, what my hormones have been through, what my sleep is, like how needed I am by my children. Like it is just crucial that I take care of myself, that I get sleep, that I fill my cup, and that I do anything required to do that. So motherhood gets to come first. You get to snuggle your babies. You get to take care of them. You get to be there for them when they're teething, when they're sick, when, when you want to have fun, when you want to create memory, you get to be there for them as like much as you desire. And also you get to come first, like you and your babies get to come over your business and your business still gets to thrive. I mean, my business is making exponentially more money than it did before kids. (laughs) And it's only gotten easier, but there's definitely been parts where it's way harder and it is harder, but I've just found the things that make it easier. I take better care of myself now by a landslide than I did before I had kids. I get a similar amount of sleep. I move my body more. I eat better. I I accept more help in my business and my life. And so, yes, I have more on my plate. Yes, I have more responsibility. Yes, I have more people depending on me. Yes, I'm giving a lot more of myself. And yes, I have exponentially less time. But the things I put in place allow my business to feel easier. And so that's the second to last lesson is let the work be easy. So I am not in a phase of my business where things can be complicated. And it, for me, it's always simplify, 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 simplify. If anything is overcomplicated, we need to simplify it. If I'm feeling like I can't sell or I can't have clients or I can't build my business or I can't bring in revenue because of being a mom and being tired and having a lot on my plate, then it's just overly complicated. I need to simplify. I need to allow it to be easy. Like this whole business thing is not just magically easy for me. It has taken a lot of time and a lot of hard work and effort to get it to be easy. A lot of trial and error, a lot of tweaks, a lot of shifts. I am looking every day at how things can be easier. How can creating content be easier? How can selling be easier? How can delivering these programs be easier? How can the coaching be easier? How can it be easier? How can it be easier? How can it be easier? And sometimes that's my schedule. Sometimes that's the support I have. Sometimes that's the flow of my day. Sometimes that's just like not overcomplicating it, right? Like I'm not going to be the person on Instagram that has the cute carousel posts made in Canva that are on brand. I'm going to be the person doing a photo dump of half blurry photos of me and my children, not looking perfect, not with filters, not with makeup, because I don't even have the brain space to think to turn a filter on. Actually, my filters don't even work. I don't know why, but hey, that like, I, it's like, okay, great. That's what's working for other people. But I, that, I'm just, I, that's not easy enough for me. That's overly complicated. I do some reels, but the reels that I do on Instagram have to be simple or outsourced or something. <laughs> repurposed something. I have to let the work be easy. And I'm truly looking every single day for ways in which I can simplify. The last thing is that, uh, like I said, my business has 
really rapidly scaled since having kids and my life has changed a lot. And I've been able to afford a lot of amazing things like our home and having my family home and just everything we have is so different than what we had four kids years ago. But I really learned as cliche as it is that money really doesn't buy you happiness. And that's been actually a whirlwind for me. I don't know if you guys have felt this before, but I feel like I got so much before kids making money really boosted my ego. It helped me feel good about myself. And it did bring me now that I know what like real, 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 real true happiness is. I don't know if I would really call it happiness, but the things I could buy felt like they were what were making me happy. The accomplishments that I could boast about felt like they were what were making me happy. And now what I've realized is the sweetest things in life are not bought by happiness. <laughs> and you'll realize that like, it doesn't matter what kind of home we live in. If I have my babies and I have my family and I have these, like, it's not my daughter wearing a $200 outfit that makes me happy. It's her like cute little goofy teethy smile. You know what I mean? It's, it's her little waddle run across the house. It's them playing together. And half the time, like they'd rather play with like a toilet paper roll or something like that than a $40 toy, you know? And so that's just something I realized. And it's, it's been a lesson. It's been a benefit. I think a lot of people start to see this and they decide they want to make less money and they don't care about money. But my why behind money has had to change and it's been a whirlwind and it's been really hard to wrap my, my, my brain around because it's not really about me like boosting my ego anymore. It's not really about me buying things anymore. Like those things just don't, don't bring me happiness. Um, but really thinking about wealth and why I would want wealth and what wealth will do for me and what wealth will do for my children and what wealth will do for the future and the legacy and what really does matter. Cause they're like, you know, there are things that cost a lot of money that we are doing that matter a lot to me, but it's just the why behind them. Like renovating my house is not so I can post cute photos of my house and finally go viral on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like when I rent, you know, one of our last homes that we rented before the move, it, I, I picked it because it had the white kitchen and the standing tub and like, you know what I mean? And, and, and it really was because like I needed to be able to show something that looked nice and don't get me wrong. It was beautiful and I loved it, but it was, I felt like I was more excited to share it than I was to live in it. You know, if that makes any sense, same thing when I got my Land Rover, it was like, I felt like I was more excited to share it than to drive it, than to have it. And it's just interesting. Whereas now the home that we have and the reason we have it and the reason we're renovating it and the reason we're doing the things we're doing, which cost a lot of money, <laughs> millions of dollars, but it's not like, I've, I'm like, I don't really even care. To, I don't really want to share it at all. Honestly, like, <laughs> I mean, I will, cause I want to show you what's possible and I know you guys enjoy it, but there's, it's. I used to share these things every day, all day. And now it's like, honestly, I'm totally fine keeping things to myself because I'm not doing them for you anymore. I'm doing them for me. I'm not doing them for my ego anymore. I'm doing them for the memories and my family. And it's just, it's just such a different vibe. 
it's such a different vibe. And I will, I will say like, I don't know if it's necessarily made making money easier (laughs) because honestly, I feel like I'm just getting my footing with it over the last year and even more so recently, but it feels grounded. It feels regulated. It feels clean. It feels an integrity. It feels like my truth. It feels in alignment. And so the way that money feels in my body now is so different. The amount of time I spend thinking about, about money is so different. The attachment I have is gone. It's so different. Like everything money has changed. And I just, I just, I feel like I have such a completely different perspective around it. So anyway, (laughs) those are my one, two, three, four, five, six, seven which is, I, I think seven is the money number in my opinion, seven, seven, seven. Those are my seven lessons from having two kids, two and under that I wanted to share with you that I hope serve you. And thanks for the opportunity to share it and document it and put it somewhere. So anyway, you guys, um, I would love for you to share this episode on Instagram. If you enjoyed it, tag me, send me a DM of what lesson you resonate with the most, especially you mamas. I love connecting with you guys. Um, and I'll talk to you in next week's episode. Bye guys.